passion, purpose, intention. Take the journey with Ann Richards here on Pep Talk. Welcome to Pep Talk, Passion Equals Purpose. I'm Ann Richards, and I'm a life coach, among other things. So I'm so excited about my first episode of Pep Talk. My first guest is my friend, fellow yogi, Laura Ross. Laura Ross, along with her husband, Justin, own Cleveland Vegan, which is in Lakewood, Ohio, which is an exquisite all-vegan restaurant. Welcome, Laura. Hey, thank you. Good to be here. Hi, Ann. Hi. (laughs) So real quick, if you're watching, you see Laura brought a beautiful cheesecake and a beautiful salad because I wanted you to see, if you can see, how lovely the food looks Mm -hmm. and it tastes exactly like that. Um, So Laura, I want you to first tell us, where did you grow up? I'm from New York City originally. That's right. Mm-hmm. My my dad was from New York, and my mom's from Ohio. And so I grew up between New York and Cincinnati, and then went to college in Cleveland. That's how I got here. So, oh yeah, I'm from like a little hillbilly town in Cincinnati, and then New York City. So like two totally different wow. worlds. Yeah. Um, I love asking people, and I inquire of my guests because I do feel like there's a thread. My belief is that passion. The, the passion extends mm-hmm. on a long journey. What was your favorite thing that you can remember to do as a child? Um, well, so when we were little growing up, um, we always wanted to go to Florida or to the beach or like, you know, a standard vacation. Um, my mom never, we never went on those trips ever growing up, never went to Disney World, never went to the, a beach vacation. But we, uh, uh, three or four times when I was growing up, I think four times, we took six-week camping trips out west in our station wagon with my three brothers and my mom's sister and her two kids. So there were six kids, and we went to probably – almost every national park out west and I've been to 37 states and really traveling with my family and my brothers. My dad died when we were really little so I think for some families that either can kind of sever some families relationships but for us it really brought us really close even to this day so that's mm. a lot of outdoor <laughs> yeah. exploration. A lot, yeah. yeah. And I see that in you the way you are now, mm. I would say. Do you still do you still have the same attachment to the outdoors? Totally. Yeah, actually we're in the process of planning an, another version of a trip like that with all of my brothers and now all of our kids, so it'll be a much larger uh, version kind of, of like it. vacation? Sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, when I was, I think, uh, 10 years old, we hiked to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That's amazing. We were only going to hike uh, to the first stop point, but we got there, like, super fast, and then we could see the bottom and totally wanted to go, and we convinced my mom. We didn't. We had barely any water. We had no food because we were just going to go on this little hike. Yeah. And so we all, we hiked all the way to the bottom. However, at the bottom, it, there, it's a desert, so we get to the bottom, and, uh, you know, we had to hike back up. Get out. Get out. Yep. Survive. We had to stop every 10 minutes. Some people gifted us food and water along the way, but we made it. Um, yeah. I'm looking for the thread, as I am now. So you, I, I definitely see that quality in you and the quality of loving nature mm. and your peaceful self. 
And Laura also teaches Ross. Or Laura also teaches yoga with me at Inner Bliss Yoga in Cleveland. And how did you discover where where did you find your yoga? Where did your that yoga come from? Passion. <laughs> um, I was in my early twenties, and uh, probably like many people, I, I was. Um, went was going through a breakup and moved from Florida after college back to Cleveland just temporarily with some friends um, and I was pretty depressed and I remember being somewhere and I saw a flyer that said you know depressed or lonely or you know a couple take like taglines take pills yeah take, <laughs> take this yoga pill a yoga and, pill um, wouldn't that be nice if there was a yoga pill yeah but you know I know what you're saying some people might call something like that yes their own yoga pill but so I I went and tried it. And the first few classes, I just cried, you know, mm-hmm. for a long time after each experience. And that was, I, I knew something was going on, so I just kept exploring it for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's how it started. So you felt sort of a healing, the process of healing, the process of releasing grief. Yeah, absolutely. And then it started to um, spiral into healing a lot of things for my whole life you know yeah I, um just my own childhood and my father's death which i never really kind of um dealt with until i got to that point mm-hmm. and um and then that's was the beginning yeah and then i just was so thirsty for anything any experience i could find i used to call myself a yoga whore i know it sounds bad but i went to every single yoga teacher in cleveland and and, and you know however many years ago that was a lot more easy back then yes. there was not as many places to explore but um yeah that's that's where it started and then a few years later i went through boomy's yoga teacher training mm-hmm. um boomy's been around a long long time yeah yeah she's one of the first schools in the state of ohio and uh, went through her her program and, yeah. and started to go to different ashrams and yoga centers around the country just continuing that journey yeah mm-hmm which yeah. Laura's an amazing teacher, mm. and it's obvious that you've studied a lot and, and practiced a lot. Um, growing up in New York, <laughs> what was your first job? My first job, uh, well, was not in New York, but uh, my first job was selling bridal dresses, actually. I, I worked. That I was your first job? No one will believe it. Well, I, I didn't sell bridal dresses. I was, called, I, was, I was a bagger. So I had to, um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this little town in Cincinnati. It's called Reading, and they oh. call it the bridal capital of the world. Oh, I never and knew the that. And lar- the largest bridal store is in this little tiny town, which is hilarious because like, it seems like two totally different worlds, yeah. but it's called Bridal Informal. They have over 6,000 bridal dresses. Okay. And this is a little town, and I knew someone that worked there, and I got a job when I was 14, um, and I would just bag up dresses. So there were salespeople that would help people try on the dresses yeah. in yeah. the room, and then they would take the ones that the women didn't like, they would just kind of put them right outside on these racks, and we had to properly bag them and put them back, and then, you know, we had to know where they went, and there's 6,000, you can't mess that up right. so I did that for about a year or so and then on a really really busy Saturday I somehow got pushed into like helping um, a customer who wanted to buy a veil she bought like a $1,500 veil it's crazy to me at that time but I made a commission on it and I was like whoa mm. this is really nice <laughs> and so then I kept saying hey I'll help I know I'm young but I'll help do that yeah. so when I was 15 or 16 I was their youngest bridal 
uh, sales consultant that That's I cool. ever had. So I did that uh, all throughout high school. Oh my gosh. And then throughout college, when I came home from so college. So essentially you were selling. I was selling bridal dresses, yep. And making money. And I was making money, yep. That's cool. And then I found a little boutique here in Cleveland when I went to college. Which one? Um, Brides by Donna over in Chagrin Falls. Yeah. 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 So I know I, exactly. I'm I, Yeah. I emailed her and I said, I have this experience. And um, I ended up working with her really closely. And I went to bridal shows with her in New York City and helped her. I went on buying trips with her. Oh, my gosh. This is killing me because I know, you this never does not out. seem like you would be like a bride. Were you a bridezilla? What did you wear when you got married? No, I was not a bridezilla. I, I wore <laughs> a very simple silk, you know, silk dress. Just, right? Yeah. Like but, the opposite of what you were yeah, selling. Yeah, no, I was not. When I realized I wanted to get out of that world was I was checking out this mom and daughter, and they were spending a lot of money on this dress and veil. and. Um, they were, you know, the bride wanted a short veil and the mom wanted this like really, really long cathedral style veil and it was uncomfortable. And so I'm writing up this sale. I was like, so did we decide? Do you want to wait on the veil? And the mom says, um, we're going to go with the cathedral veil. And the, the daughter says, no, I don't want it. And she says, my mom had my wedding 30 years ago. When your daughter has your wedding, you can decide that. And, I, and it was just like, there was nothing to be said. And uh, I was like, I don't know if this is where I want to keep <laughs> spending the rest of my, you know, life. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, at that time, she had um, Donna, you know, who was older, um, had asked me if I wanted to buy yeah the bridal store from mm-hmm. her when I was 22, just mm-hmm. out of college. So wow. I, I declined, you know, very humbly. I was totally honored, but yeah, that. It was not where I was probably going to go with my life. But, yeah, that's what I did for a long time. And then, I, you know, I bartended and um, worked in a lot of restaurants. Oh, that's in- so cool. Intermittently. I've all, I always have had, like, two or three jobs all, yeah. my, my whole life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Laura is also big into meditation, like myself. I mm-hmm. really practice it every day. It's essential part of my life. And tell me about your journey with that especially because a lot of people are intimidated about meditation yeah and I try and tell people like you know you start with a minute yeah in quiet yeah and see if you can be quiet for a minute and then maybe two and then the next week maybe five that's how it is right it's totally how it is I I remember hearing one time someone say to me that um, that meditation or not someone didn't say this to me but I think there's this preconceived idea that meditation is your brain is supposed to just shut off and not think and not do and I think it's so intimidating is because that is not the nature of what of the brain the brain is actually mm-hmm. meant to think and to be inventive and those that's you can't undo what it, it naturally inherently is I think the distinction so when people go into it like trying to shut off their brain and then they can't because it's not actually possible it feels frustrating yeah whereas I think if you go into it thinking okay my here's here I am having thoughts having thoughts having thoughts and I'm just gonna sit here even while that's happening breathing you know doing practices that actually will help to relax your nervous system and naturally over time this will be happening, but you're not even connected with the over here. Like yeah. thoughts are going in, thoughts are going out. Maybe after some time that slows down, like all of that happening, mm-hmm. but you're not connect. You're just letting whatever is happening and you're still sitting. That's so a great that, way of looking at um, it. So that has been so help was so helpful for me, but mm, probably maybe uh, close to 10 years into me practicing yoga. And then I actually had already been teaching. Um, You know, I got to, I don't want to call it a stale point, but I did get to a point where I was uh, really searching and, you know, I read these beautiful books on spirituality and 
and yoga and 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 I'd have an experience from reading the words on the page is like wow that sounds awesome you know like being at one with yourself and yeah. not being fearful and all these things that we're all yearning for but I found myself not I wasn't really living my life that way I mean I mean I yoga had definitely changed me and uh, you know I was a good person and all of those things but I didn't feel like at the core like that was really you know um you know the words I was teaching to other people wasn't always how I was experiencing my life yeah. you know yeah so I didn't you know I didn't want that anymore but at the same time one of my friends in New York City who's married to my cousin we're very very close we've been to yoga centers and ashrams all over the country um, about a year or two prior to that she had started practicing this daily meditation it's called Isha Yoga and um, I I saw her a holiday and I said what's going on with you something has totally changed and she she said I've been doing you know this meditation and uh, so I just took note of it, and a year passed, and again, I had just, I had personally seen such a huge dramatic change. She had always been very depressed, a lot of anxiety, and even like some drug and alcohol issues, and a lot of that just started to fall away. Um, and anyway, and then I got to this point where I was feeling really stale in my own experience, so I looked into it. So yeah, I took a program, it's called Inner Engineering, and... Um, learned a, prog- a, a practice it's called Shambhavi Maha Mudra it's a 21 minute very simple meditation and some breathing practices and it's the first time I've been able to really do anything all of you know do anything like that every single day um, yeah, so for the last committed. for the last 10 years I've that's been a, um, uh, I, I strongly believe both me and Justin that Cleveland vegan wouldn't even have happened Mm, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe we wouldn't still even be together. There's many things that it's supported. It's just yeah. supported uh, ourselves individually and then in everything that we've done. People ask me all the time, how do you do it all? You have three kids and you're teaching still? Like, how do you still teach and you have this business? Yeah. And yeah. for me, it does not feel that, I mean, it feels very full and it's jam-packed. And I there are days where it's a little too much. So I'm, you know, I'm not like totally super, I'm not superhuman, but it, I wake up every day and, Four thirty-five, and is that when practice. you do the meditation? Yeah, first so I, thing. First thing, as soon as I wake up, before um, your kids are up, before they get up, crawling around. Yeah, you. yeah. Now we both can get up at the same time, and sometimes they interrupt us, and that's okay too. Yeah. But it's always in the morning. It's just there's no way to get it in. Right. Our days are just full. Yeah. Till the moment I pass out. Do you go to bed at like nine? <gasps> or 10? Right when they go to sleep, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I my one of my uh, I'm committed this year to reading novels again, yeah. so I'm trying really hard to do that. So once they go to sleep, I'm starting to read again. I'm reading a Stephen King book right now. Totally nothing like what I normally read, but it's really been, been fun. Yeah. I just read a really good book that I loved called Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm. I think you would love it. Is it a fiction book? Yeah. Mm. And I'm like That's you. That's what I'm seeking out. I have forced myself back into fiction. Yeah. Because I've read so much spiritual, so much spiritual reading. Yeah. And I love it. Me too. But at the same time, sometimes I need a really simple, yeah, let's go to sleep. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And that's what I like, like to do right It takes you bed. away a little bit. Uh, probably about 10 years ago, I some I saw Harry the first Harry Potter book. I don't know where yeah. it was. Um, and someone was giving away a bunch of books. And I'm like, I never read those books. Huge, this huge phenomenon about Harry Potter. So I grabbed the first Harry Potter book. You know, we 
20 years after it came out probably mm -hmm. and I and I read it and I just fell in love with it I read all of the books you did and it is well the story is just it is it is so amazing um, and I'd seen some of the movies but and that was kind of my entrance entrance back back into fiction into fiction yeah and then I was there for a while and then I started having kids and then I haven't I've not read a, a book so like that. So Laura has three kids. What are their ages, Laura? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Eli is six and a half, and Simone's four, and the baby Hugo is two. So, so two, four, six. I, yeah, I agree. I'm one of those people who looks at Laura and says, oh, my gosh, how <laughs> is she doing this? I go to Cleveland Vegan. She's there working behind the counter. <laughs> I take her yoga class. She's amazing. And then I know in the background of all of that, as a mother of three myself, there is that whole background that no one even, most people don't know what's mm -hmm. going on on a daily basis, which, I mean, my kids are way older than that, but I still talk to them every day. There's still always something every day yeah. with everyone, but I mean, I love it. Your age is though, it's a care and nurture yeah. and, and all you have going on. And it is amazing how you do it so peacefully. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that is definitely a result of the morning meditation, the practice of inner, inner engineering, which now you follow this yeah. guru, Sat, Sat uh, Guru. Sat Guru, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's my next thing. Yeah. Inner engineering, yeah. and then go to the ashram. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Does the ashram have um, wine, Laura? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask is because, you know, I have to give my little. Um, or coffee. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I know. That one, that was I a hard one for me. I just did 15 days, no coffee. Yeah. And let me tell you, 15 days was rough. Um, yeah. However, wine only because my yoga retreat is in Italy in September. Yeah. And if you like wine oh and God, yoga and the go. beautiful hills of Tuscany, you must join me and check that out at annrichardsinspires.com. The trip is called Vino and Vinyasa, and it is for all levels of yoga or perhaps even if you have never done yoga – you would still love it. So mm. check that out for Tuscany. me. Tuscany. Yeah. Amazing. So um, did they have food like this at the ashram? Yeah, so all of the food is vegetarian, mostly vegan. They use a little bit of milk and honey and things. But yeah, the f food is absolutely amazing. It's it Indian inspired, but it's uh, so clean and there's such a certain way in which they prepare foods. Mm -hmm. um, we call it Isha food, me and my husband, because we love Indian food and we've been to India. and. There's no food like the food. That, food. No, there's no food like this. So and I should go maybe for the food. Uh, both, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on what program you take. Certain like really intense programs, they feed you a very simple mm -hmm. diet, so you're not going to get the rich, amazing food. Right. So it just it, it depends. But yeah, so there's the original ashram is in Coimbatore, India. It's in southern India, and that that's been around since I think the 60s, um, 70s, and then this ashram is in Tennessee. It's about <clears throat> an hour and a half from Nashville, and that is, you know, been around for maybe 15 or 20 years. 20 so years, probably, 20 years. Tell us what we have here. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you're watching us, you can see it. If you're listening, Laura will explain yeah. the salad. So it, we call it our kale Caesar salad. We massage the kale in a little bit of coconut oil. Mm -hmm. And then there's the vegetables. There's cucumber, tomato, carrot. And then we there's blackened tempeh. So tempeh, if you're not familiar, has uh, a lot of protein. It's a fermented soy product, really good. It's not very processed at all. 
Um, and then on top, there's cashew parmesan. So uh, you won't miss your cheese. And then it comes with, uh, which is not showing, but a creamy cashew-based Caesar dressing. So pretty traditional Caesar, but a lot healthier. And this is on like your menu less. now? It's on our current menu, and our menu shifts. It, it changes every few months or so with the seasons, but yeah. And this is delicious. Mm, I really always good. tell people you would never know most of the food is vegan. It yeah. just tastes good. Yeah. That's why it's great. It's it's just good food. I yeah. took my son there. He's a complete carnivore. Yeah. And he liked it. Yeah. It's Aww. not it's not as if it has to be I mean, he just liked the food. Yeah. It wasn't I mean vegan is in the name, so it's pretty obvious. But beside other than other than our name being Cleveland Vegan, we we just yeah, we don't really promote that I mean the food is just is good and yeah. that's kind of the However, t- tagline. Yeah. The, the funniest is the sign that says yes everything is vegan <laughs> which I laugh at but I totally as soon as I saw that I'm like oh I know why that's there yeah. because people come in I'm sure they're like well is this vegan and is that vegan and yeah. you're like Listen, we're Cleveland vegan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I mean, especially when people walk in, they see our bakery case, and it's filled with yes, decadent like treats. This. Like the things that people are used to eating, yeah. And cookies, and, and scones, yeah. and, and, and bars, donuts. and cakes, donuts, croissants. Those are all so tempting. So good. What yeah. is this one? So this on the bakery side would be on the healthy spectrum. This is a, a raw cheesecake, and we do a variety of flavors. But this one here is a blackberry vanilla and matcha cheesecake. Uh, the, the crust, so it's gluten-free, raw, obviously vegan. It's also sugar-free. It's just sweetened with dates in the crust, dates and walnuts. And then there's a little agave in that cheesecake part, which is cashew-based. Can we cut this? Uh, yeah. This, I wanted to bring this, this slice because it looks, looks really pretty. Like, I know. Yeah. So, it's so pretty. Cut on into it. I think we'll leave it for Cody, who yeah. works here and helps us because yes. he's so good. Leave it for and the he's whole also crew. loves your Cleveland vegan. Mm, yeah, so we'll sweet. leave it for all the people here at ESPN. Thank you. I'm going to try this um, because I can't help myself (laughs) looking at it. I'm sitting here with my mouth watering. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of messy. Now, do you still like do you look at this and go, I can't wait to try that? Or are you like get Mm. sick of food? Um, I go back and forth uh, sometimes. Yeah. Usually Daniel, when Daniel, who's our head baker, uh, he's a amazing but he'll usually bring me little things like when he's tasting stuff so mm-hmm. I get my sweet fill all the time yeah I never go out and say oh cut me a slice of that guys because I you know I save it you know I want everyone else to enjoy it it's yeah. usually like little taste intermittently throughout the day that I'm trying this is um, amazing when he brings stuff in I've never had this and I will tell you <laughs> this is amazing yeah they're good um so Daniel the baker does your pastry and he just comes up with these yeah, so he's a traditional pastry chef. That's mm-hmm. his background. And he started working for us a few years ago. We didn't even have a bakery department or a bakery menu. We had like a few, uh, you know, bakery offerings. Yeah. Um, and so he came and just was working for us very part-time and was decorating cakes because he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. From there, we realized how good he was, how efficient he was. He was really comfortable in a commercial kitchen. Um, and we thought that we probably could expand and, and have a fuller bakery offering um, and so we snatched him up from where, where he was working. We said, hey, do you want to do you want to run our bakery? You want to mm-hmm. start out? And so he said yes, thankfully. And, and so since then, he's taken, you know, little by little. Um, you know, we had a, a base of recipes at that point that mm-hmm. he, he could start with. So it wasn't like he... But then he's like, you know, I love making croissants. They're so good. That would be great for the morning. Okay, great. Figure out how to make so them So no vegan. butter. No butter. Vegan butter. 
Okay. Know? So he makes like a traditional croissant pack, if mm-hmm. you're familiar. And there's lots of vegan butter. So yeah. we use Earth Balance, um, which is, you know, as a vegan a vegan butter, it's uh, it's also soy free. Um, and and then and then you know he figured out croissants, and then you know the next thing was just so all all different types of things. I yeah. know that your business has gone big into weddings. Yeah. Well, so, actually, yeah. So does he do like big vegan wedding cakes? Oh yeah, yeah. And they're the same like. Mm. People request usually what? For, I mean, like tiered wedding cakes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He does full and they service. say vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some weddings we cater. The, one of them may just have a, a dairy allergy, so they're not even vegan, and they have meat at their wedding. It has nothing to do with that, but they need. You know, the bride wants to be able to eat her wedding cake, so they need something vegan. So yeah. people come to us for a variety of reasons. Yeah, um, it's not. It's uh, sometimes it's just an allergy based. Um, so we're discovering that there's. You know, many people that can't have al- can't have dairy and can't have gluten, and it's almost impossible to find a bakery that can make oh, a yeah. cake that is vegan and gluten free. Yeah. maybe one or the other. Um, maybe not always good, but you might might be able to find it. But to find both of them, so that's been kind of a, a niche market. We ha- had no idea that we would f- that that would happen. But yeah, no. So we do full. We we're a full service catering company. That's actually how we got our start. So we cater huge events. Um, and we, yeah, we do weddings. This is delicious. Yes. So you, you met Justin. Okay. And then was he, or were you both into food or eating healthy Mm -hmm. or? No, not 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 really. Yeah. And was he still really into his music? Yeah. So when I met Justin, my husband, we've been together for almost 12 years. Yeah, or ten years, eleven years, something like that. Um, yeah, he is. He's been playing music since he was five. He's a, f- a full full time musician. When I met him, um, he was attracted to the fact that I, I think I was a yogi and I was a vegetarian at the time, and always said he wanted to eat healthier. So that just naturally, I think, started with him. Um, and then a couple of years later, when we when we moved in together, he stopped eating meat. He's um, and that was on his own sort of accord but no he is the f- he actually is the chef and the food person yeah he worked at his uncle's restaurant downtown okay and then also and then a few years later his friend opened a catering company and needed justin to start so justin always needed jobs that would let him also then go on the road for yeah. weeks at a time so hence working for his uncle and then working for his friend both of which allowed him to work when he was there and then also take off for a while so yeah. that's just natural he you know he didn't plan to go into the food business he just was there because those were jobs he could get yeah um and then he really loved cooking he, like he really got into it and then we became ve- vegetarian and then slowly became vegan kind of just through my kind of yogic path but um and then it became sort of like uh how so can i make you, food were taste you cooking good? at home yeah vegan yeah so justin justin was so you know, I eat granola and, and cereal mm. and salads and hummus, really simple eating. Yes. And he's like, listen, I will eat this way, but not this way, not the way you're eating. So yeah. I'm going to cook food. So and he decided to take it up a notch. Yeah, he took it up a notch and was like, all right, I'd love to eat this. How can I make this vegan? And it became a, like a game to him and an, an experiment. And it really uh, opened up his creative side. And, and then uh, Cleveland Vegan sort of came, the, the band he had been with for, for a very long time stopped they broke up and then he was like okay well now I don't have to work for a place that lets me leave for weeks at a time I can really do what I want to do now and he came home one day was like I you know don't want to chop up cases of chicken anymore 
Um, and I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And then he's like, you know, I want to start a vegan catering company, which I did laugh at first. I was like, what, really? What are we, we don't know how to run our own business. And uh, he just kept kind of saying it, like nudging me here and there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so yeah. then what would be the first thing we would do? And he's like, I would make a menu. I'm like, okay. So he created this little menu, and then I was like, let's cook all the dishes. And we just did little, it was a very organic unfolding. A friend of ours offered to put a menu together and make it look nice. And another friend started a, a little website for us. Uh, another friend designed the logo. Yeah. All of it for nothing. And Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I feel like when you're on your path mm -hmm. and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. the everything flows in the direction because yeah. you found it. Yeah. So everything just flows and yeah. goes. And all those people and things just easy yeah. right what you need is just did you there. feel that way or or was there or was there an element of fear uh, you, you know um there was a little bit mm -hmm. but for the first time in my life i i i really released myself of a lot of that yeah and i was like it can fit it, it might work it might not and that's okay yeah. and then once i released myself of like letting it go or not or working or not working mm -hmm. then it just became really fun and we didn't even plan for it to work it was really just going to be a side project for justin maybe that's why <laughs> i wasn't yeah. afraid because what was i yeah. to be afraid of we were just you know trying something out um you know i i was working at a nonprofit organization at the time yeah doing that right. teaching yoga i didn't really think Justin would need my help but just for little things here or there and then it, you know, it exploded um, just so quickly. And so and when it started and it moved really fast, was mm -hmm. it overwhelming? Yes, because I was also had just had our first kid. So mm. yeah, so when I was pregnant with Eli, we were putting Cleveland Vegan together, like behind the scenes, like what this little catering business would look like. Mm -hmm. And then so you're birthing two babies. Yeah, we birthed <laughs> we birthed two babies, and he and we bought a house, and so there's all this happening, and so I quickly had to jump in, um, and you know start hiring staff and figuring out how to run the business. Justin's specialty is not you know, responding managing. to emails and managing <laughs> and hiring, like, you know, being a musician your whole life, you don't ever have to do that sort of thing. And, and so I had that experience. So we came together um, and then it just has been super fast from there. The friend that we, that he let him out of the job at this, um, at the catering company, that's where we rented space for, for the first yeah. year and a half. Um, and then, yeah, about a year in, he said, if your business grows anymore, you have to get on out and find your own place so yeah. we that's where our current location came from is in lakewood and detroit what's the address for one seven one one two detroit avenue and you just expanded just expanded yeah and what are your hours again please share tuesday through friday 7 a.m to 8 p.m uh, saturday 9 a.m to 8 p.m and sundays 9 to 3 we're closed on monday um, and yeah. tell me when it's not busy. Mm. <laughs> because it's yes, busy. It's busy. Yeah, so during the week, during the, you know, Tuesday through Thursday, anytime it's fine afternoon. to come in. Yeah, morning, you can come in for, and I guess the, the least busiest time would be a weekday morning, would be a weekday morning Yeah, for breakfast. Um, lunch, we get a definite lunch crowd, but it's never too, too full. You can't get a table. The same thing with the night. It's, you know, we now have 17 tables. I mean, before we had 10, and we filled that up really quick. So now we have more capacity. But it might be busy. But the weekends were very busy, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. What's your favorite um, item on the menu? Mm, right now, we have a mushroom toast. Mm. If you like mushrooms, 
people you like it or don't. So it's um, it's a multi-grain bread, and then it's uh, almond ricotta spread Ooh. on the bottom, and it's that alone is just phenomenal. Heaven. Yeah. So we make our own ricotta cheese with almonds, and then it's um, mushrooms on top. Season delicious mushrooms. Very simple, a little green onion on top. Do you? It's ever, one of my favorite um, dishes. Not that you're going to say it out loud. Do you <laughs> ever cheat? <laughs> <laughs> you ever eat anything that's no. not vegan? No, I mean you know? there are, there are times where if I'm like in the middle of eating something and then I find out it oh yeah has honey or it has a little something in it, I'll, I'll just continue eating it depending on where I'm at. So you never cheat? Not really. No. What about your kids? They're are you since, raising them vegan? Yeah, since they've been eating this way since birth, yeah. it's not even like a thing for them. Right. However, around, ho- so with Halloween, it's tricky. Now our oldest, you know, they go trick-or-treating. They have all this candy. Half of it's not vegan. So, you know, and they, they know vegan or not, you know. But uh, so my son last year was going through it, putting all the stuff that, that we don't eat aside. And then he's like, I really want to eat, you know, like these Snicker bar. And I get it. I want to eat them too. Right. So he, I said, you can eat them. You know, so now at the point he's six, you know, we don't want to demonize anything. Like the sure way for him never to want to eat this way is if we tell him you can't ever, you know. Yeah. So we tell him it's his choice. Yeah. You know, what, we, what we're going to buy is a certain thing. But, you know, when you're out. Um, it and gets so, trickier. Yeah. As, as and so he ate one of them and, and he was kind of hiding it from me. And I was like, listen, buddy, you don't have to hide it. You just eat it. If you want to eat it, you eat it. It's fine. But just know your system doesn't eat it very much. You know, I feel good. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it's. I think it's also too hard for him to know that it comes from an animal because it just looks like a piece of chocolate. Yeah. Like eating a piece of meat for him is a little different. Like he's sure. like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Like that's a, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were at my family's a few weeks ago and we ordered two pizzas, one without cheese and one with one just regular. And he yeah. really wanted what his cousins were eating. And he was kind of just sheepish about it. I was like, listen, just go get a piece of pizza, you know? No yeah. big deal. Yeah. And so he did. And um, halfway through it, he, he came over and was like, I don't really like the cheese. I was like, so take it off. So that's going to be our approach just because, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid. I, anything my mom told me not to do, it's what you I wanted did. to do. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Is the pizza um, would gluten-free? Right? No, no, no. Oh, no. We can eat regular pizza, just the cheese. The just cheese. the cheese. But now there's amazing vegan cheeses. Just not all restaurants have that. So, right. yeah, there's, you know, Follow Your Heart, we think is the best. They have a Follow Your Heart mozzarella cheese. Ooh. It melts just like regular cheese. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't think you would know the difference. I mean, maybe if you eat cheese a lot, you would, but mm-hmm. I, it's been away from me for a while. So when I eat it, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot to run a business with a partner. Yeah. A spouse, especially. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then be a parent together and business together. It's a lot. Yeah. And what is what would be, you know, the biggest challenge with that? Having time for ourselves. Alone? Like separately? Um, you know what? Both. We actually, it's it's strange. So we're together all day. We wake, we start the day. We, we meditate together at yeah. the end of the day. But we're not really together. You know, like we get up, we're quiet. We go in there together. And then it's like the the... It's the starts. storm of our children, yes. getting them ready. It's like an Olympic sport to get out on time every day. Yes. And then we get to work and we're together and we're managing, but going back and forth. Now he's doing different work than I am, right. but you know, we're ebbing and flowing together like with millions of questions throughout yes. the day, but it's nothing personal. It's nothing, you know, it's hard for us to even have a moment um, together. And then it's who's picking up the kids and then the whole rest of the night. And then we're both so tired. So we find that we, we need a break from each other 
However, we also need to be together because <laughs> like really together, not just in all those ways as a parent, as a business partner and, you know, having a home together. And so it's a it's an interesting struggle that, you know, like I want to break from you, but I also know I you know, want to be with you. Um, yeah, that's probably my heart. As long as you can communicate that. Yeah, really we, we say it out loud. We don't always have the solution there, but yeah. we know that it's something you know, that we work on, but you know, we do. Last week we went and got a steam and a massage together and we spent the whole afternoon. And so we, nice. we make the space for it, even when it's hard to do it. Like, you know, I felt really pulled, but I just forced myself to do it. Yeah. And then it was you know, lovely and nice. So um, it is, it's, that's challenging. We do have a director of operations at Cleveland Vegan who is, it's like me, Juliana and Justin, the three of us, um, and she can attest to, you know, she'll oftentimes come in between, or if we, if him and I can't agree, we'll go to her and she'll, you know, yeah, she can make the decision. She's like the counselor. Yeah, or or <laughs> she she just, you know, we trust her one hundred percent. Her whatever. opinion. Yeah. So yeah. many times, you know, we'll just go to her about things, or me and her can just discuss something, and then she can go to him. And so yeah. there's, it's not like it's just me and him up here on the top. And there's a lot, you know, that's happening. Yeah. We have a lot of people in place. Did you ever? Were you ever in a point where you thought? maybe we can't do this. Did you think, did you ever get to the point where you're like, you know what, it would be so much easier if we just stopped right now? Cleveland Vegan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are moments, uh, you know, the hardest thing about having your own business is, uh, are the people, you know? Yeah. Um, you you know, mean the have, people that you hired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having staff is hard. Yeah. So we have 35 employees now, and that part is tricky, you know, just... 35. Having so many people. Whoa. Um, we haven't gotten to that point, but we do talk about our end, end, and I think that's an important thing for anyone to always know where you want to be going. Your end game. Your end. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, re it's really powerful. It's very smart. And me and Justin are like, okay, we don't want to do this forever, you know, and I think it's good, too, because people can get, you can get so attached to everything that you're doing. Yeah. And, and even the most beautiful thing, like for us right now, Cleveland Vegan, even this, you know, it will be good to you know pass over. We don't know how for how long we'll do it, but we know what we want to do next. So, yeah. Can you say? Yeah, we want to have a uh, a, a a vegan um, a bed and breakfast. So yeah, go right back into another business. Hopefully, that, <laughs> hopefully that won't be as intense. And okay, can be but a maybe like chill. somewhere else. Like yeah. So when our kids are a bit older mm -hmm. and in a more seasonal place, like we're yeah. thinking like maybe a college town mm -hmm. that's so busy during the school year, and then summers we can either not be there or like our family could come and stay or yeah, help whenever they want. Um, you know, and I could teach yoga and help run the business. Hopefully that wouldn't be as demanding as what yeah. we're doing. And then Justin could keep to the grounds and the garden, which he really loves, and do the food. So it's kind of going in the direction of what we love to do. So that would be like a scaled down version. And plus, when we travel, we love to go to B&Bs. But again, it, the hard thing is the that food. the food that they serve, the yeah. breakfast, is not vegan. No. So um, and getting continental breakfast, yeah, toast, yeah, jam, yeah, and then everyone else is getting these great, you know, amazing omelets and whatever they're cooking, and and waffles and pancakes and things that we can make vegan style. But, yeah, and and when you Google vegan bed and breakfast, there are not, there's not wow. many in what the country. A niche. You know? The the whole vegan thing is is so hot yeah. now. They're, I mean, they're saying it's the year of the vegan, 2019. Oh. Although I, th I, th I thought last year was because the amount of growth that we saw in one year, not just in our numbers, but in the 
um, the demographics of people coming in to the restaurant, uh, just the different age groups, socioeconomic backgrounds, race, ethnicity, just I was blew my mind A, in age groups, all age groups. Just so this year might even double that. Yeah, we'll see. It's the um, you know, the Chinese calendar. It's the year of the pig. Ah, <laughs> the year of saving the pig. It's the year of saving the pig. Might be a very good year for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if we can sustain much more growth. Um, we're actually kind of hoping it sort of levels out. Because it, it's just way. so busy. Yeah. Well, so we just expanded in October. So we know we're not at the peak yet. So we're still like, it's still like going like this. But yeah. we're, I'm hoping that at some point we can get to a point like, all right, this is how many staff we need to run it. People might leave and stuff, but we know what it takes to run. Yeah. Um, the hard thing is, is the catering. We have to decide how busy we're going to let that keep getting or not. Yeah. Um, which is something that is within our control, which is nice. How many people walk through the door? That's. We can't ever control that. Exactly. And that's what's been exploding so much. That's so, so unpredictable. So unpredictable. Um, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. It's beautiful that it's happening. Um, yeah. But the catering, you know, we can turn down things and keep, you can, we can monitor, keep yeah. that manageable, like only take a certain amount of events per month. Or When you, um, when you go out, especially in Cleveland, I mean, is yeah. there anywhere that you like to go? To eat? Yeah. Yeah. We have our favorites. Um, we love to go to Thai Spice. It's in Westlake. Our kids love it. They eat the lemongrass uh, tom yum soup, which is really spicy. Yeah. All three of our kids, including our two-year-old. Love that spicy food. They love spicy food. Yeah. So that's one of our favorite spots. They do it all for us vegan. They know us. Um, we, I mean, Aladdin's is, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. an easy go-to yeah. place. There's so much there we can get. That's in our rotation. And then we'll go to uh, Dewey's Pizza, and we can you can bring your own toppings for people that may You're not know that. You're kidding for pizza? It's crazy. I you never bring, knew that, and we've gone to Dewey's forever. You can bring your, so we'll bring our, they don't have vegan cheese they, okay. they'll put on, but we they can will. bring a bag of vegan cheese, and we'll bring our own, like, homemade seitan, like, or something that would be like a meat substitute. Yeah. And just in a container. And, and they'll, they'll put, do it? They'll put it on your pizza. Oh, that's amazing. So we'll go there, and the kids like that. Yeah, because um, they can watch them make it. Yeah, and then it's with cute. me and Justin are going out separately without the kids. Yeah, Forge is a great spot. They have oh, a yeah. ton of vegan options on their menu. We like to go to Lux. You know, I'm thinking do of you still go out? Spots. And, um, do you still go out dancing? Um, yeah, I sometimes. I'm going. I'm going to Justin's playing music tomorrow night, so I'm going to see him play. Are you? Yeah. Wait, he's uh, playing again, or does he every piano. so often? Every so often, you know, he'll play? he's over the last six months, he's starting to play a lot more really? and collaborate. Yeah, he's playing with a group again next week, and they're a really fun group. And so, yeah, you're going tomorrow night to see him. Yeah, he's playing tomorrow night um, at Brothers okay. from six to eight. Yeah. Um, in the uh, just piano, in the piano bar. Yeah, in the piano bar. It's How so awesome. much fun. So this will be his second time back. He's playing once a month. Um, what will he play tomorrow night? He call he calls it the saddest happy hour. Oh my god, I have seen that, yes. and I thought that's hysterical. It is hysterical. So it started off, you would play a lot of Tom Waits songs, but if you know Tom Waits, is it's pretty sad. Yeah, it can be pretty sad. <laughs> but you know, Justin loves Tom Waits, and so do I. You know, okay. you have to be in the right set mind for it. But. Yeah. So he plays some Tom Waits, but then he also plays, you know, John Prine to, you know, really uplifting, beautiful music too. It's oh a, my a bit of both. I have but to go. It's really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's starting to play music again more and. I'm starting to read again, so there's like a little bit of life like, coming yeah, back. Yeah, there's some you light know? coming back in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you about music because I love music and I love talking to people about their mm. wide variety of tastes. Which and I we would have say, someone in common that we love. Let's see. 
Well, Bruce Springsteen. Yes. We both love. Hands down. And adore. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Big time. And and I I told you the whole story. I went and saw him. Yeah. Uh, live on Broadway because yeah. I won lotto tickets, which is the power of intention, I'm telling you. Because when I saw you, when I saw that you were there, I was like, I knew that Anne would be at the show. It's the weirdest thing. And then I saw this picture. Well, there's Anne at the show. Right. I knew she was going to be there. I, I made that happen. Yeah. I totally manifested that because the tickets were so expensive. Yeah. And when I found out about the lottery, I was like... I'm going to win that lottery. And I played all the time. I played the nights I knew I could get to New York the next day. And the last time I could get there is the show that I won. Wow. It was the last time I could have gone. And then he was closing. Wow. And so we drove up. Wow. My tickets I, were $75 a piece, which they were going for up to, I don't know, three grand. It was the most, I wish you could have seen it. And, yeah. I, and although it's on Netflix, you have yeah. to watch because it was, for me, an epic experience and I've seen him live in concert but this was yeah. really special and I also love the music you play more like the Grateful Dead yeah Credence yeah those are like your, yeah that's like your all music house. before I was born yeah it is <laughs> well no not no it was around when I was born um but no yeah I love that my dad was a grateful my dad was a musician my dad was a guitar player um, so it's, I guess it's not strange that I uh, ended up huh. with another musician, yeah. but he followed the Grateful Dead along with my mom for years. And they did. that was the music I grew up with. So I didn't grow up listening to pop uh, music. No. I grew up listening to that. And, and my brothers all went and saw the Grateful Dead. Yeah. So, so it inhabits your soul. Yeah. When I was 13 years old, my brother came back. It was one, it was the last time the Grateful Dead came through Ohio. and was like, you got to see the Grateful Dead for my 13th birthday. He gave me... Uh, American Beauty, which is a pretty classic yeah, yeah. Grateful Dead album, and then he died like a month or two later. So Your I never. No, 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 Jerry Garcia. Jerry. I'm like, wait a minute, whoa! No. No, so you Jerry, didn't see him. I didn't see him. Oh, so no, but so yeah. So I grew up. I grew up with all that sort of music, and I, I yeah, I love it. And then I met Justin, who, you know, also was in a band that was playing just music inspired from a, not not like a not not the Grateful Dead, but. Uh, maybe CCR or mm-hmm. even Bruce. They used to cover a couple of Bruce songs, yeah. which were a lot of fun. Yeah. But, yeah. So there was definite, um, that attraction is, you know, you grew up like that. Yeah. So it was so comforting, right? So comforting. Yeah. yeah. And now the Cleveland vegan <laughs> and we can't wait to follow the next steps. Yeah. Of you guys. It's amazing mm. what you. you're doing. Thank and you. here in Cleveland, I mean, I went to vegan a couple of vegan restaurants with my daughters in New York, which were good. Yeah. But I do think yours is better. And Thank you. I think in New York it's such a trend. Yeah. Everyone is there taking pictures on their Instagram about because they're there. It's the it's the school spots. Yeah. Which yeah. is wild. Yeah. It's like the cool place to be is the vegan restaurant. I know. It's wild. So good yeah. for you because the timing was definitely right. But it's passion. Thanks. It wasn't, it's not cool. It's, yeah. it's what it is. We didn't know if anyone would come. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm telling you. Pretty excited. You have got to go check out Cleveland Vegan and online. Thank you. Right? Yeah. yeah, clevelandvegan.com will get you to everywhere. So you if know, you we want have a wedding, a, you want a catering, which I think you should look at. Or a cake or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. That's where we have a lot of our, you know, content. But yeah. Facebook. It's been wonderful talking with you. I love talking with you. And I want you all to remember that if you need some talking, call me 
or Do message it. me or go to my website, annrichardsinspires.com and send me an email, especially if you have any questions about what we have been talking about or you have a question about your life's path and the direction that you want it to go and maybe you're feeling a little bit stuck, which a lot of people are at one time or another. And I'd love to help you out with that. So please keep on listening and uh, we'll talk to you at the next podcast. Have a super day. Bye.